Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 116 and I am going to be talking, I'm going to be delving into decluttering question number one. Just some of the the issues that I hear from people specifically answering a question from someone that is a question I've, I've received before. So Anyway, we'll be talking more about decluttering question number one. I am also the author of the new book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, Dealing with Your House's Dirty Little Secrets. And I will read you a review of um, that that was left on Amazon at the end of the podcast. If you just are completely overwhelmed and need to... um, figure out how to get your home from total disaster status into a state that you can manage without losing your mind, that book is the guide for you to do that. It's available as an audiobook, also as a digital downloaded, as a Kindle version or Nook version or iBooks or wherever books are sold. It is also available as a paperback. You can order it or purchase it in a bookstore. To get more information on that, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book. Okay, before we get started on delving into decluttering question number one, let me talk to you about our sponsor for today's podcast, who is PrepDish.com. That's P-R-E-P-D-I-S-H dot com. If you are hoping, hoping desperately to eat healthier in 2017, PrepDish is a service you need to check out. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. When you sign up, you'll get an email every week with a grocery list and a written plan for prepping your meals ahead of time. Allison, the chef, has designed the meal plan specifically so that you spend one to three hours on one day, maybe the weekend, maybe Monday morning, whatever works for your particular lifestyle, getting the prep work for the week's meals done. Then when you're ready to eat the meal, you get straight to cooking it. It's an excellent excuse eliminator. Each week you get a gluten-free plan, a paleo plan, and a one hour prep plan. Meaning for the one hour plan, your prep ahead time is one hour's worth of work to have delicious meals all week with the prep work already done. So you can just get cooking. It doesn't mean they're pre-cooked. It means the prep work is done. One of the delicious meals on the paleo menu for this week was goat cheese, tomato, and spinach stuffed chicken with roasted sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. 
Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of my podcast a free two-week trial so you can check it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to access this amazing deal. Scroll down to get the code you need to get your first two weeks free. Go ahead. Start making progress on your goal of eating healthier in 2017. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. So here we are, we're talking this week about decluttering question number one, which is if I was looking for this item, where would I look for it first? And the key word there is would, not should, not do I usually, although I guess you could, well, whatever. Anyway, it's where would. And the point of it being the, the word would instead of should is there is no analysis. This is not something to decide. This is not something to think through, to plan, to problem solve. It's simply instinct. Where would I look for this first? If I needed, I'm looking around my living room right now trying to think of something. Um, okay. If I needed the, um, pepper, I would not look for it on the, um, um, in my living room on the side table, the end table, even though that's where it is right now. Yeah. I told you I was looking around my living room trying to come up with something anyway, but if I was looking for the pepper, where would I look for it first? Well, the first place I would look is on the stove because that's just generally where it is. So if I was looking for the pepper, that's where I would look for it first. It's just an immediate if I was looking for this, where would I look for it first? I would look for it on the stove. I'm going to take it there right now. Okay. So it's very simple. It takes emotions out of it. Um, it leads into the second decluttering question, which is what I ask myself when I ask myself, where would I look for this? And I go, you know, usually the reason why I can't answer that question on instinct is that I wouldn't look for it because I didn't actually know that I had it. And then if I didn't know I had it, then I need to get rid of it. Okay. But I get questions on the first decluttering question. It works great, but sometimes people get hangups. So let's talk through these hangups. So the question is, well, the first part is a compliment and I'll read that too. Your blog and your book have really changed the way I take care of my house. I can't believe how helpful it is. However, my husband and I have run into a problem with decluttering question number one, where would I look for this? See, we have a number of shared items and I look for them in a different place than he does. So if I'm tidying up and I put one of these items away where I would look for it, he can't find it and vice versa. Okay, so this is something I understand um, because, I mean, I think that's, I think this is the normal thing in every family. Okay. Is where, you know, where my husband would look for it is maybe different for certain things than where I would look for it. Um, and I really liked, um, I've gotten this advice from some of, some of y'all who were more organized than me, um, over on the blog before. And it took me a while to kind of be okay with it because I do think it's something I have to be very cautious about using. And that is, Sometimes it's okay to have two of something if it's something that we use specifically in different parts of the house. Like let's say a hammer. Um, I personally look for a hammer in the drawer that's um, like the last drawer in our kitchen heading into the dining room. 
I'm not even sure why, but knowing why is not really part of that question. It's just, where would I look for a hammer first? That's where I would go first. If I needed a hammer, that's where I would go. If my kids need a hammer, which is always a little bit scary, that's where I would tell them to go. But my husband would look in his toolbox first. So that can be a problem. You know, I might look in that drawer first. It's not there. So I go to his toolbox. So I get it out. I use it. And then I put it back in that drawer after, you know, it's sat wherever for two weeks. And then I have to ask myself, where would I look for it first? I get that, that there are sometimes different places that we look for it. We just have two hammers and there's one there and there's one in his toolbox. And then that becomes much more functional for us. Sometimes it's scissors. You know, I need a, I need a pair of scissors in our office supply drawer, but I also need a pair of scissors in my kitchen junk drawer. I mean, that, that just makes sense. A stapler. We have a stapler on our desk, but we also have a stapler in the kitchen in, um, I don't know how to describe it because it's not like a normal thing. But anyway, we have this kind of pantry area in our breakfast area, little cabinet area, and it has scissors and a glue gun in there. And that, that, so it's okay to have, and I think part of that is just me not trusting myself for a long time on, I just have always had too much stuff. And so I've just got to get rid of things as I really have gotten rid of the things that we absolutely don't need. It's helped me go, okay, well, we really can use two staplers and two pairs of scissors. Now, do I need 67 staplers like I might have once had because I would go to a garage sale and if a stapler was 10 cents, then I was going to grab it because staplers are useful, you know? No, but, you know, going ahead and saying it's okay sometimes. Examples of this might be, um, okay, well, I, I'm looking at my list and it says scissors, hammers, and staplers. And I've already used all three of those. Maybe it's salt and pepper shakers. You know, my husband looks on the, the breakfast table for salt and pepper shakers. So we have more than one set of salt and pepper shakers. We have salt and pepper shakers that are cute and stay on the, um, on the stove. And then we have ones that are cute and stay on the breakfast table, you know? So it's like, it's okay to have that, Now, do I need a pair of scissors in every single drawer in the house just in case? No, I don't. Might be nice, but I don't because I can't handle that amount of stuff because I need other things in every other drawer. But, you know, so, so thinking about that, um, sometimes, um, it comes down to which one of you is more likely to remember that where the other one would look for it first. Does that make sense? Um, so I know a lot of you listen to Gretchen Rubin's podcast happier. I've recommended it here before. I really like it. She talks a lot about habits and she's very intellectual and research based in the things that she talks about. And, um, I'm going to completely butcher this concept here as I talk about it, but I've heard her mention it several times. And that is, um, Sometimes when there can be tension over a certain habit, like let's say somebody, let's just go to dishes, you know, somebody feels the martyr because they're the one who always does the dishes, but then the reality is the other person just doesn't notice the dishes. And so 
like they don't have the same level of noticing that this is a problem and how, as far as a relationship goes, it's often very important to go, you know, it's, it's not personal. It's, it's kind of like this, you know, one person notices the dishes and they think if I didn't do the dishes, it would be a personal, I would be doing, I would be choosing not to do them for me to not do the dishes. Now we're not, we all know we're not talking about me in this scenario, but for me to not do the dishes would be a personal choice of me saying, I'm not doing the dishes today because so-and-so doesn't deserve for me to do the dishes. I mean, like that would be the only reason this person wouldn't do the dishes. But the reality is it's not that way for the other person. The other person is not, it's not personal when they're not doing it. They just don't notice the dishes. I mean, that's me. You know, I'm the person who, like I always say, I have slob vision. I don't see incremental mess. I've had to put strategies and routines and habits in place to help combat that slob vision so that I will see and notice and deal with that incremental mess before it gets huge. That's what the book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind is basically all about, is how I've put these things in place to help me not have that issue. Okay. But the truth, you know, thinking about it along those lines, you know, is it and, and, and I don't want to imply this because I did not get, or I don't want to infer this, I guess, because I did not get this from, from this question. So the one of you who wrote me this question, don't, don't think that I'm saying this, but I am saying that it can be an issue because I have experienced it too. Sometimes I take it personally when someone else in my family doesn't mean it personally. Okay. So is the, is the real issue that you would both look in different places? If it is, then just get two of that item. But is the issue that I know where he would look for it first, but I want to be right. And I want it to be my place where I would look for it first. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's a U R a frames.com. Use code clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by better help projects. So many 
projects, taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. If I'm more likely to remember, oh yeah, that's where he would look for it first, so that's where I'm going to go, then I need to let it be his place. You know, because power struggles are not helpful in a marriage or a home or anything like that. And, and again, like I said, I did not get this vibe at all from the question, but I'm just saying I, I do get this vibe from other people asking me basically the same question. Okay. And that is that I want to be right as opposed to being willing for it to be his place. You know, I mean, if, if the fact is that we would each look for it in these places first, then that's where it needs to be. But if the fact is that I would like for us to both look in it, look, you know, this is my place is the right place and his place is the wrong place. But I would actually remember to look for it in his place. If I would just give in to that, then just put it in, you know, I hope I'm making sense. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but which one of you is most likely to think of it being in the other's favorite place? Then put it in there and realize that, um, you know, don't take it personally if it's not personal. I know for my husband and I, one of the most romantic things ever, and I've told this story was, you know, we do the, we do our, um, journal thing that we do on our anniversary and, we talk about things that we've learned about each other over the years. And the year that he said, I've realized that when you leave a mess, you know, that it's not personal for me. It was like, I felt understood. Not that, I mean, he's, he's like the least jerky guy in the whole entire world. He's seriously the greatest. And I'm so, so thankful with all the issues that I have that he's my husband, but for him to acknowledge because he had taken it personally before, but for him to realize it was not personal when I didn't think to do the dishes. It was not personal when I randomly laid this item down as opposed to taking it back to the perfect place for it. Um, when I, I, when he realized that about me, it just, it helped our relationship, you know? And so realizing Am I wanting it to be in my place as opposed to his place out of a power struggle? Or can I just say, okay, sure, your place is fine. If, if I will actually remember to look for it there. If I won't, then we get two of them and we put them in each of our you know spots. Um, 
Okay. I hope that made sense and wasn't offensive. If you are the person who is just convinced that, um, that the person you're living with is doing it to be mean, um, you need to read my book so that you can understand what goes on inside their head. Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, the other issue is that, um, we often, and I've heard this a lot, that we look for things on countertops rather than put away somewhere. And so it feels more logical to leave everything out. I actually have heard this version of this question so many times. You know, what happens when the place where we would look for it is out in the open cluttered? I get that. I mean, I really, really do. Um, and, you know, part of the issue there is for me, because that was me too, I thought, well, I need everything out in the open so I can be able to see it. But I was fooling myself personally in my home because everything was out in the open. And so even though I said I needed to be able to see it, I had no idea what was on the bottom of the pile. And so for me, just decluttering as opposed to figuring out the best way for where place for something to be, getting rid of that trash and that easy stuff first, you know, going ahead. And if things are out on the counter, then saying, okay, most likely 90% of this pile of stuff on the counter doesn't actually need to be here. So let me do what's easiest of easy, which is the trash first and just pull out the trash. Oh, wow. The pile's a lot smaller. Okay. Let me go ahead and say, well, what things would we look for somewhere else? Oh, okay. Yeah. And we go put those things there right now. Um, and then it diminishes that pile significantly. And maybe it is something that can be out on the counter and it makes sense for it to be there. But if it really is something that you're like, okay, so we would technically look for it on the counter here, but it really is awkward and embarrassing and looks bad for it to be on the counter. Well, then put it in the space, the cabinet or the drawer or whatever that's right under that countertop. And, um, you know, maybe it will require a one in one out, you know, so you need to take it from the countertop. This is the place where we come every time it's on this countertop every single time. So let me put it in a spot that is directly right at that countertop, but not up on the countertop, you know, so like in the drawer right under that, because this is the place where we automatically go when we need it. But you open up that drawer, there's a bunch of stuff in there, there's no room for it. Okay, then practice the one in one out, you know, what in here is trash that I can take out and put that thing in there. And realistically, this type personality, because it's my personality too, and I get it realistically for me, um, if I'm the kind of person, which I am who randomly piles things on counters, I'm also the kind of person who has plenty of stuff in the drawer that can easily be taken out and thrown away. Um, you know, so, you know, taking that one in one out rule and saying, I'm just, I'm not going to worry about, Oh, first I have to declutter this drawer completely so that I can take the thing that needs to be in this spot and put it there. Instead, I just say, well, what in this drawer can I remove to make it so that I can have the room to put that thing in there? Okay. And then, you know, it it goes back to remembering that a place for everything and everything in its place, the most annoying phrase ever written, um, for those of us who have my kind of brain, um, doesn't mean that everything is always in its place in my home. It just means that, oh, okay, as I do this, as I, as I work on habits and five minute pickups, it's a matter of consistently putting it back in there. I mean, I am a random 
layer downer of things. That's just my reality. It, I don't realize I'm doing it, but when I'm doing a five minute pickup, then it's like, then I have those five minutes of focus where things get put back and then that keeps my house under control. Okay. So if this is the spot where we always walk to, and it's usually on the counter, then put it in the drawer underneath. Does that mean that you're never going to get frustrated and go, I don't know where it is. And it turns out you put it under in the drawer underneath last time. Yes, that will happen. But if that becomes its designated spot, then over time, it will become more natural as five minute pickups are happening. And as that item is continually being put in the drawer or the cabinet that's right there under that counter space. Okay. Um, so it's kind of going with that, but making it work for you. Um, let's see. Oh, and the last big issue is, this is part of the question. The last big issue is we have some things that we would like to be somewhere else than where they are. Case in point, all our brooms, mops, etc., live in a corner of the kitchen where everyone can see them. We've tried many various places, but that's the place they seem to end up. Have you ever tried or managed to successfully move a, where would I look for it space? Or are we stuck with brooms and mops in the kitchen forever? Um, this is one of those where, you know, the way that I did my daily habits, the way that I developed those was looking around, seeing something that drove me crazy and saying, I'm going to solve this problem every day for seven days or until I get it figured out. Okay. And then I would solve that problem. And the key of that, that little method there was solve this problem today and then solve it again tomorrow before it's actually a problem again. And then solve it again the next day before it's a problem again. And if I solve it every day for seven days, then it will help to adjust the routine part of that. And I will figure out what works in my unique home for my unique family. So if you wanted to um, solve this problem, if the brooms and mops are the issue, take seven days where you put them, you know, choose the new place that you want them to be. And put them there every day for seven days, you know, focus on that. Even if you didn't even move them one day, you are consciously saying, okay, yes. Did I deal with the brooms and mops issue today? Okay. There's nothing to deal with. All right. Okay. You know, but making that a conscious thing, maybe making it a part of your five minute pickup where you go and you put them back from where they automatically end up. That's an eyesore to you and you don't like it. It makes you unhappy and going and putting them in the other place that you have designated for it. Okay. Making that part of the five minute pickup or making it part of this is my habit. This is my thing I'm focusing on for this week. I'm going to solve this problem every day, making sure that they are not in this place that drives me crazy for them to be. Okay. So treating it that way, as opposed to just deciding a place, because me deciding a place, I usually forget later what I decided and it just doesn't register and remain and stay like I thought for sure it would when I solved that problem. But instead, treating it as more of a routine of the getting it back into this place that we want it to be, treating it as a routine. And sometimes in doing that, I will say, okay, it's really not realistic for me to take it all the way from here to all the way over here every single day. That's never going to happen. But as I'm doing that, my because I'm going through that action and I'm I'm going ahead and acting and not just thinking about it. It's like then other solutions will reveal themselves to me. And maybe it's, oh, 
yeah, it's not realistic for me to take it all the way from the kitchen into the garage or wherever um, every single day. But because I was trying to do that for three days, I happened to notice, wow, what if I just set them right here in this spot that doesn't drive me crazy? You know, and, and so those things will reveal themselves to you. I hope that helps. I hope that's what your um, answers part of the question that you were asking. Um, basically, it comes down to, yes, the two decluttering questions are super simple, but there's always going to be variations. I mean, that's, you know, there's always going to be things that are unique to you and your personality. It boils down to this. If you are the one listening to my podcast and you're the one listening to the audiobook or reading the book or reading the blog every day or participating in our patron group or whatever, if you are the one who is hyper focused on this, the reality is the other person in the situation is probably not hyper focused on this. You know, that's one of the things I had to realize with my family was just because I decided one day, one New Year's Day or whatever that I'm going to get organized, it does not mean that they're all feeling that same urge and consistency of focus that I'm experiencing. Okay. And so sometimes it helped for me to say, okay, this is where he would put it. So let's go ahead and put it there because then, or this is where he would look for it. So let's go ahead and put it there because he is a thousand times more likely to actually put it back in this spot. And I am more intense on focusing on this as a problem. So I'm actually going to think about the fact that this is where he would look for it first, where he's not as concerned about it. And so he's not going to stop and think about things from a different perspective. You know, I mean, so just whatever ends up working as opposed to, you know, causing a struggle that could actually be pretty easily solved. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, um, so before we go, I do want to remind you, don't forget about our sponsor and the two-week free trial that you can get um, by going to prepdish.com slash a sob comes clean to get started on practical, implementable, excuse eliminating um, meal planning strategies for the year. Okay. Um, And I was going to read that book review. Okay. This is one I like. This book is excellent. (laughs) 
Thank you, Melissa. It is honest, and the author puts into words the thoughts that really messy people are thinking that justify their messy homes. This book has me saying, I can do this. Already, I have cleaned and decluttered the master bedroom, the kitchen, the living room, and the dining room. It has helped me think about daily cleaning and seeing the state of my home in a whole new way. I am not guaranteeing that you are going to clean your master bedroom, kitchen, living room, and dining room when you read the book, but you are going to view the state of your home in a whole new way. So, um, thank you for leaving that review. Any of you who have read the book or listened to it on audio or, um, you know, read it on Kindle, whatever version nook that you've read it, I greatly appreciate if you read a review, because as you know, people who are truly hopeless are also very skeptical about these kinds of books. And so reviews are everything. Um, okay. I greatly appreciate those of you who have left reviews. And if you want to look into the book, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book. Thanks for joining me today. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.